Hey there, and welcome to another episode of the Love Offering Podcast. I am your host, Rachel Adams, and today's guest is Leslie Thompson. Leslie is on the show talking about how a little celebration goes a long way. Based on my devotional, A Little Goes a Long Way, 52 Days to a Significant Life. Today, Leslie is a spokesperson for the Every Moment Holy Brand. She is on the show sharing how the prayers in this book have blessed her and how she believes they can do the same for you. Tune in today to discover the sacredness of your everyday life. That is something to celebrate. Hello, Leslie, and welcome to the Love Offering Podcast. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you. It is so good to be here. What a joy. So I have already enjoyed our conversation before we hit record, and I can't wait for the listeners to get to know you as well, because today is all about a little celebration goes a long way, which I yes. think is a fun topic, a good topic. What what mm. first comes to mind for you when you think of celebration? Mm. Well, there's the obvious uh, sort of partying, a party hat kind of comes to mind, which is, <laughs> I don't know, silly and balloons, <laughs> bright colors. Uh, but I think when I ponder it a little bit more, I think celebration in a similar way that joy is the sort of eternal, deeper context of happiness, I think celebration is a much deeper um, state of existence, uh, maybe, that goes alongside of joy. And so when I think of celebration, I I think of celebration in the small things. I think of celebration in the beauty of the changing color of the leaves outside my window. What That's celebration. Um, it, it's certainly in the big things, but I think in the small things too. And I think that's, that's what I think of when I really consider celebration as an idea. This is something I need to get better at to, to celebrate those, those small things. It's easy to, I think, celebrate those big milestone moments, the birthdays, the Christmases, the Thanksgivings, the Easter's. they're built into like... our entire existence. They're built into society. It's an easy thing for all of us to wrap our minds around. Uh, but the smaller things are, are, I think that's a state of mind and that's an attitude. You know, state of mind, you're exactly right. a kind of a posture of our hearts and like paying attention to those things, those, those small moments, those small wins. So I'd love for you to maybe share, how have you been able to celebrate the small, the small wins and the small moments? I just want to say too, it's really refreshing to consider celebration in a time and in a season when so often what we go to is actually talking about our losses and our grief just from the last not only from the last few years that we've all walked through together, but this month, especially we're recording this in the time of Advent and it's, it is a time of longing and a time of waiting in the middle of immense celebration. So it's actually kind of, I think, a perfect time to talk about what does celebration look like in the, in the midst of waiting, in the midst of longing. I think everyone has that. Uh, I think I'm actually, what's coming to mind right now is a really interesting interaction I had with a former coworker who went through a series of great losses. I think her fiance passed away. She lost her mother. It was in a very short amount of time. And when I was working with her, she had just met a man that she was very serious about and very excited about. And watching her heart unfold to celebration, she was very afraid to embrace that. It was a really interesting learning experience for me that I didn't need at the time necessarily, but now I, I recall that moment just thinking we maybe collectively 
might be a little bit afraid to to celebrate again um and so i think where i found celebration in my life recently are like i like i said in the small mundane moments but they become moments of celebration when i stop taking them for granted mm-hmm. um i have a toddler and she's at the age now where she wants to be involved with everything and i'm trying to embrace that so i can i can teach her being involved in the in the rhythm of our lives and we contribute that's 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 part of our role in this family is that we are all contributing and so please help me with the laundry and uh her her version of helping with the laundry is a little bit like take the sock out of the dryer and put the sock in the hamper but then take the sock out of the hamper put it back in the dryer and then take the sock out of the hamper or out of the dryer and then put it on the shelf and so it gets a little bit like a like you just get in this circle of the same thing happening over and over and in my best moments I stop and I breathe and I remind myself that maybe I don't have something to get to next and that can I celebrate this instead of instead of being annoyed by this can I celebrate the fact that this ball of of flesh and bone and blood that my body created is now making choices to do things Mm. and is now moving things back and forth and how beautiful is that and how holy is that what a beautiful example of of god's creativity right in front of me helping me do the laundry not doing a great job of it but doing a really great job of living and breathing and herself celebrating and i think celebration can help us turn toward holiness mm-hmm. um and that's that's something that i i try to remember uh, but it's hard and we're not always ready to celebrate right so um i i'm grateful for those moments uh, when i can remember the holiness and the celebration it's such a perspective shift and you're right so often we can We just need to catch ourselves. Like sometimes the the things that we grumble the most about are probably the things that we should probably be celebrating um, the most. And and I I think your, your example of your children and so I'm a mother of two and they're in middle school now, but I think our children, especially in those like toddler years as they're, everything is new, everything. And I'm even thinking about some video I'd seen on social media about this, this little toddler that saw a train for the first time. And it was just the amount of joy and that he, I mean, just like clapping and laughing and just the smile on his face. Mm -hmm. And, and I just think about when do we lose that, that just like being enamored with like the newness and the, the wonderful nature of, of life. I mean, something is we pass trains and we get frustrated that we're having to wait to watch the train. And here's this little boy, this toddler, that's like clapping because this created thing is moving. And like, we lose that, don't we? Well, and I see, I even see my daughter. I see that humanity in my daughter as well. I think that's, it's a human thing where when she was very little, black and white blew her mind, you know, Mm -hmm. the contrast of the colors Mm -hmm. and the smallest things would keep her occupied for a bit. And now that doesn't happen anymore. You know, now mm-hmm. she's, she's grown up. She's, yeah. she's above those things, <laughs> you know? And so we, we, we do, we do that. And we do, it's a, it's a very natural human thing because we can become familiar with our surroundings. And I think there's a good to that, you know, God has given us 
intelligence in a certain way that allows us to want more, to seek more, mm -hmm. to learn more about God's creation, to, to gain better understanding. There's something very good that comes from that. But we do lose that, that interest in, in just the smallest things. And mm -hmm. I think it is a retuning of our hearts and maybe a practice. I do think it's a practice mm -hmm. that we have to work on and work through and develop within ourselves. You know, as, as strange as it may seem, we can also celebrate in seasons of suffering. You know, this makes me think about Paul. I mean, he writes about that in Philippians, like there's, there's joy in our suffering, which seems like such an irony, you know, like a juxtaposition, yes. but yeah. you actually wrote about making room for celebration during mm -hmm. seasons of suffering. So what yeah. hard season were you enduring and how did you make room? Um, so this was in 2020 and I, my first pregnancy ended in miscarriage. So that's kind of, that is the context with which the story begins. And, you know, every moment holy is kind of the book that, that I'm, I'm talking about right now. And, um, at the time, the second volume was being written. Doug McKelvey, who's the author was writing volume two, which eventually came to be known as death, grief, and hope. And the idea was that it is a very specific book for times of dying and grieving. And it's got liturgies, not just for people who are walking with other people who are dying, but for people who are dying themselves and who are looking at their final moments. A very tender book. And it was being written at the time. And the day I had my ultrasound and there was not a heartbeat, I texted uh, several friends just to let them know what was going on, one of whom is the... Um, editor at Robert Room Press, Pete Peterson. And he immediately texted back a PDF of a liturgy for one who has suffered a stillbirth or miscarriage. And I didn't know it was in development. I, I think I kind of knew that volume two was coming, but so my husband and I went to this lake that we go to nearby and set up our hammocks. And I just sat and read this prayer uh, from someone who had actually walked through it themselves Doug Doug and his wife experienced a couple miscarriages and um it put words to something that I didn't even have a context for I knew about miscarriage I knew people who'd gone through it but it, it was never a part of my story and I didn't know how to I certainly didn't know how to articulate what I was feeling and so I experienced that in September of 2020 and um every year since 2012 I have done a celebration of fall's arrival I call it fall welcome weekend it just started with me making some goodies in my house and then I would give them to friends and it, it really started because I had so many things on Pinterest that I hadn't made that mm -hmm. had pumpkin in them and I thought now I'm going to take one day to make all of these things and so it became an annual tradition to the point where at its heyday about three years ago before COVID uh, we would, people would start coming to my house around three, we would make things in the kitchen and then it would just go into the night with a bonfire and revelry and merriment and all sorts of things. And just cause sort of, we would wear flannel, even though it was 80 degrees outside, you know, just a, a really a celebration of, of fall's arrival. And so 2020, my husband and I walked through that, uh, miscarriage and I had been planning on doing a live stream, uh, from my kitchen, as we were all live streaming things and I just thought I'll join in the fun. I'll just set up a camera and go to town. And, um, 
But then I, I suddenly had this moment of where does this fit into my suffering? Because it's very frivolous and it's, it's way too celebratory for my own uh, season. Where does this fit in? And around that time was the anniversary of September 11th. And uh, there's a video, John Stewart's first show back from uh, after September 11th. And there are a number of these, all these talk show hosts in New York City took time off and their first shows back all of their monologues are just beautiful you have the best writers writing on a subject that was incredibly tender to people who are very tender-hearted and so John Stewart actually talks about this in his monologue saying um I don't want I don't want you to forget about what we've been through and and for us to laugh together tonight is not an invitation to forget but it's an invitation to come together about something that, that draws our hearts closer and that, uh, you know, the great depression people, uh, people flocked to the movie theaters because they just needed to laugh. There's something about humor that, that actually brings us together. Um, and so I, in, in that moment, I, you know, I saw this video a couple times and I thought, that's what this is. That's what this silly little frivolous live stream is. It's a moment to recognize the great pain that we've all been through. A aside from the pandemic, I know so many people who walked through very difficult things in 2020 and, and 2021. And I was not at all asking people to forget about that in my silly little live stream. Um, but I was, I was taking a moment to celebrate something um, that that's silly and and i thought that might bring us together and that was my offering that was my way to serve the people around me was through something that was lighthearted and and silly and um but at the same time i recognized some people weren't in the place for it some people didn't want something that felt frivolous and silly and and celebratory and i think we also can serve each other by allowing space for that you know yeah Gosh, it, it is. It's such a, you know, like the fact that joy and sorrow can kind of go hand in hand. Um, but that, you know, even in some of our hardest moments, there are those glimpses of goodness elsewhere, maybe that we have to really just hold on to. And, you know, you mentioned that you're a spokesperson for every moment, holy, and how that that ministered to you during that time. So I'd, I'd love to hear more about that liturgy that just really just blessed your heart so much, so much so that I just, it, it amazes me that, you know, something you didn't write, you're willing, you believe in so much to, mm -hmm. to want to share the message with other people. Like I, I told you that that speaks so highly of, of you and so highly of, of this book um, that mm -hmm. you would spend your time devoting it to, to do that. Well, yeah, thank you very much. I mean, the book is a collection of prayers and liturgies. And, and liturgy is a really big word that means a lot of things to a lot of people. But at its core, liturgy is the practice of, um, of things and habits that form us. So the liturgy, a lot of people that come from a high church background will, will look at liturgy and see it as specific services and, and, prayers and songs and readings that go along with the church liturgical calendar and that is true but it is also true that a liturgy can be as simple as every time I sit down for my morning coffee I read this prayer 
uh, because the having of my morning coffee is a part of my daily liturgy. It is sitting right here. And it, it be, I begin my day with it. And it is a habit that has formed me. It has formed the shape of my existence. And so liturgy can be both specific and abstract. And, and every moment holy gets to the abstract. This is not this is not necessarily meant to be used in church, though a lot of people will read the prayers in church services. But they are specific prayers. Uh, there's a liturgy for the keeping of bees. There's a liturgy for changing diapers, one and two, because we do that so often that we need two. Uh, <laughs> I have the I have the print of that actually hanging above my changing table in the nursery. Um, gosh, liturgies for homesickness, for feasting with friends, for the preparation of a meal. Those are all in volume one. Volume two, like I mentioned earlier, very specific, very tender liturgies uh it's often said that volume one is the one that you want but volume two is the one that you need mm. um so volume two has things like for the final hours uh for before mourning with those who mourn for someone uh whose life was taken due to violence for mass suffering things like that um and it does get very very specific and um what I have found, and we're talking about celebration and we're talking about celebrating the mundane moments, is that every moment holy puts words to some things that are so inconspicuous that you wouldn't even think they're holy. You wouldn't even think the moment is holy. Um, domestic work is is a liturgy, a liturgy for dom for a domestic day. Um <clears throat> is the specific one I'm thinking of. And what a wonderful reminder and and, a, and an invitation to celebration that yes, this day of cleaning, it seems very mundane and I'm not necessarily looking forward to it, but what if I just consider that there actually could be a holy purpose to this because the cleaning of my house is actually setting up an environment for myself, for my husband, for my child, for my dog. Um, a space of of safety and of thriving and of flourishing and that's a holy thing that's a holy intention the liturgy for changing diapers is uh, there's it ends with this really beautiful um that i might remember that the changing of this diaper might mean the changing of a heart mm. and that upstream of the changing of the heart is the changing of the world mm. and the context for just this single diaper means so much more than just this single diaper and that's mm. something to celebrate i think and and so the the volume every moment holy volumes one and two have been an incredible part of my life to put words to things that i haven't had words for and it's hard to know how to pray sometimes you know god knows what we mean when we say help god knows what we mean when we say thank you you know, sometimes that's all we have. Sometimes we don't even say words. Sometimes we just, it's a its a feeling. And I know the Holy Spirit can translate that to God and, and God knows. And um, But it, there's a healing process to be able to say specific phrases, to be able to set one's mind on a page, say, that's what I'm feeling, you know, and, and that's what I need deliverance from. Or that's the confliction that I have in my heart right now that I can't, I haven't been able to recognize that in my own 
in my own conscience. And so, and so being able to uh, put words to things is so helpful. And mm-hmm. that's what Every Moment Holy does. And I'm, I just love these books so much that I'm, I just want to talk about them all the time. <laughs> and they, they sit everywhere. You know, and that's one of my favorite things when you talk to people that know these books. Oh, it's on my coffee table. That's whatever. We read the liturgy for this. And and I just want to be a part of that throng of people who are talking about it. Yeah. Well, because when we, you know, what do you think when we truly start to consider every moment as holy, every moment as purposeful, like there is significance in our ordinary mundane everyday lives that we do continuously on an everyday basis. Like we need to know that because I feel like, I mean, that's the whole crux of my book of, is we want to live a significant life, but we doubt that any of it matters. But what this message that you're, what I hear you saying is no, it all does matter. Every single moment is holy because God has ordained it as holy. We just need to see it that way. I don't know. Do you have anything to say more on that? The thing that does come to mind is I would think it sounds very, um, big and heavy sometimes to be every moment (laughs) that I think a lot of people might hear it that way and might Mm -hmm. hear that, my gosh, do I need to be praying every moment? There is a, there's this kind of classic book, uh, uh, one of these classics of the faith called the practice of the presence of God. And it's hundreds of years old. And it's essentially a series of conversations and letters with this monk called brother Lawrence And this monk was well known and regarded for having this really lovely relationship with God in the sense that he was always communing with God. And so this person kind of collected those ideas and thoughts. And and when you read it, it's easy to begin to think this person was in constant communication with God at all times, but I have 17 things to do. Mm -hmm. I can't even track my toddler down to change her diaper I can't think about talking with God and I I don't think it's that. And I just want to encourage anyone who's listening who might be like, oh my gosh, they're asking me to pray every second of the day. No, it's not that. (laughs) Yeah. Um, It's a recognition that even when you are chasing your toddler down to try to wrestle her so you can uh, swap out the diaper that she's been wearing for the last four hours, um, that just recognizing that God's right there and watching Mm -hmm. and and is giggling with you and is, you know, and understands your frustration that this is the 10th time you've done it today. And, and that, and yet, and there's a beautiful reminder that that's a holy moment. That's a, that's a moment where you're caring for God's creation. And so in times when you begin to feel like, is, does my life have meaning? Is there a purpose? What is the point of this? What is the point of preparing this meal for my family that I do every single day. Well, there is a point, there is a purpose. And the purpose is that you are doing these small things that, you know, your book, Rachel, um, you know, the, the, the little goes a long way, that little meal done every day. One day your children will go, my mom made dinner like every day. And that helped set up conversations that we had as a family that I'll always remember. And that helped me learn when to eat. You know, I I think about people who maybe um, didn't have a very stable upbringing. Just the idea of knowing when your body's hungry or knowing that it's time to eat because you haven't eaten since lunchtime. That's a gift. That's a privilege. 
that we don't all get. We don't all get the the rhythm of how we're supposed to take care of our bodies and sustain ourselves and and give ourselves what we need to thrive. And so that small making of a meal is a part of that greater story. And that goes such a long way. And so it's not sitting through all these things and necessarily pulling out every moment wholly at all times. There's a there's a phone app. I will take this opportunity to say there's an app for iPhone and Android that if you are having a moment where you remember there is this liturgy or prayer, you can pull it up. You can read it. Um, but it's less about that literal practice as much as it is about the attitude and the posture of knowing that even uh, there actually, it's funny when someone asks Doug to sign every moment, Holy, he'll sign his name and then he'll write this moment also. And mm-hmm. that has become a prayer for me in moments when I can't get to the, my phone or to the book to read liturgy, or I know that there is not a specific liturgy for what I need. I will just say this moment also. And that is all the reminder that I need. That I love that. Yeah. That's almost like a mantra. And you know, a little goes a long way has kind of become a mantra for me and for for so many of my my readers and listeners as well. And I can see that that would be the same um, for you and for Doug and 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 now for me. That that's Mm -hmm. a, a mantra to just remind yourself. Um, that God is there and to simplify it. I love how you, this is not complicated. Like we don't need to, de- we need to demystify it all. Like we can all do this. This is attainable and God can help us to do this. Like almost a prayer, like God help me, just remind me, remind yeah. me Lord that, you know, the Holy Spirit resides in us and, and he can do that. He can make us mindful of, of all the good things, all the small things, big and small. It's all, mm-hmm. all of it, all of it matters. And um, you know, as we, as we kind of come to a close, I'm asking all of my guests this similar question, but, um, regarding t- more towards your theme of celebration today. So, so Leslie, how has a little celebration gone a long way in your own life, both maybe in celebrating the moments in your own life or even celebrating others? I think that there's such a gift in mm. celebrating other people too. So anything that comes, um, comes to mind for you. Um, it's hard sometimes to be self-aware. Um, you know, people will, in interviews, you know, people will say, what are your strengths? What are your weaknesses? And that, to really and truly ask yourself that is a difficult thing. You, you, it's hard to see yourself as being self-aware. So something that I've done in the last several years is just take an account of what people say about me, to me. Um, and something that people have said and that I've recognized of myself is that I tend to bring sunshine in the room when I walk in. And that's a really abstract thing. And that's, you know, I'm, I puzzle at it sometimes because I don't always feel like sunshine. Um, But what I do, I know for a fact what I do is that, uh, and this is just humor. This is just part of infusing life with humor. I like to clap uh, just, you know, we'll we'll clap in performances. Yay. Mm -hmm. But in meetings, if somebody does something fun, I start clapping. And depending on how excited I get, sometimes I'll even stand up. Sometimes I've been known to stand on tables. And so I think, (laughs) and that's such a silly, (laughs) silly example, okay? But what I'm getting at is I have found that celebration in the mundane moments actually begins to change hearts Mm -hmm. and can actually make 
people feel welcome, can make people feel at home, can make people feel seen and valued in a way that, uh, that reflects our creator. Um, you know, the silly things can go a long way. And so I'm not saying like walk around with a disguise on your face or whatever and just be um, completely untied to reality. But I do think embracing moments of celebration, and I mean moments, I mean two seconds of putting on a song that maybe gets you dancing, you know, something like that makes makes us feel human mm-hmm. um, in a similar way that grieving and crying and crying out makes us feel human. The range of human emotion is so wide. God has created us to be so dynamic with the way we express how we feel. And I think celebration is one of those things. Mm-hmm. And so I have seen it play out in my life by by embracing it and by allowing it to make others feel seen and loved and embraced as well. Yeah. Oh, it's like, we, we need to give uh, God a round of applause, each other and ourselves. Yes. And, and I would agree you are, um, <laughs> you, you are sunshine. And I, I would, I would agree with your friends and, and I'm thankful that you've become a friend of mine. I know that ev- you've become a friend to everybody listening. And so I know they're going to want to stay connected with you. So tell us how we can stay connected with you, get connected with Doug, purchase every moment, holy, yeah. and all, all the things. Well, Every moment, holy. Follow on Instagram. We are very specific uh, with the way that the Instagram is run. It, it, you will just see quotes and beautiful things. Uh, and so, every moment, holy is Instagram. You can find the books just everymomentholy.com. Lots of links to find the books. Uh, if you want to follow along with me and get your fair share of silliness, you can follow me at Leslie Eiler Thompson on Instagram. And I, I have a, a host of fun that I uh, engage with on my social. So I would be glad to have you. And it was so good to be on today and good to meet everyone listening. I hope you'll uh, follow along with Every Moment Holy at some point. Well, Leslie, thank you so much for reminding us that a little celebration goes a long way and that every moment is holy. Glad to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode with Leslie Thompson. We hope that today helped you to realize that every moment is holy and that a little celebration goes a long way. This week, your little task is to be intentional about celebrating others, even for small victories. Watch how they react as you cheer them on. I would love to cheer you on and connect with you over on social media. You can find me at Rachel Adams Author on Instagram and Facebook. You can also find me at rachelkadams.com. There you can subscribe to receive your weekly love offering newsletter. And all of this information can go straight to your inbox each week. You can also listen to previous podcast episodes. You can read the blog series, purchase the significant merchandise, and you can download free resources like the conversation guide, guided journal, and the list tracker. If you have not yet subscribed, rated, and reviewed, the Love Offering Podcast. I'd so appreciate if you would take the time to do that just so more women can find this Love Offering message. Next week, my guests are Chris and Carrie Shook. They are on the show talking about how a little time goes a long way. So I can't wait to chat with you again then. But until then, I hope you have a terrific week. And as always, remember to lead with love.